This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, college football fans, and welcome to the Primetime Podcast. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the one, the only, Brandon Swanson. Hey, hey, hey. And Brandon, today, it's finally here. We've waited all off-season, well, most of the off-season we've been doing the podcast since we're still relatively new with the PTP, but it's here. Football, starting Thursday. This Thursday, we will have football. And I am so excited. I mean, we've been oh. waiting a long time. We've been going back and forth of Can't who's going to win this conference, who's going to be good, who's going to be the Can't surprise, wait. and things are all going to be getting started very soon, and we are going to start to see how some of these teams did in the offseason. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be great. And which teams changed for the better? Which teams went down? I mean, the big marquee of this weekend, everyone's talking about North Carolina, South Carolina, but there are just a ton this Thursday to get ready for. But before we kind of talk about, we're going to save some of our previews and thoughts for the season, just games coming up. At the end, but this podcast, the main thing going on, kind of a a little bit of a Homer podcast for myself and maybe a little bit for Brandon here because we're both in the great state of Illinois. And of course, you guys know I bleed orange and blue every day. Today, we're going to be, for the most part, in the podcast talking about my fighting Illini because Brandon, Illinois came out here and at least to me, and I'm even an Illinois fan, it was a shocker. Axed, axed Tim Beckman. They said, you know what, dude, you're gone. You know, I think the shocker for me is not necessarily the firing because I thought it would probably happen, but the, the surprise to me is when they did it. I mean, you're days away mm-hmm. from football. You're days away from football. Illinois plays on Friday. You're days away from football. And you ax the head coach now. I mean, players are maybe happy. Mm-hmm. Some are probably happy. Some, you know, obviously uh, the head coach has his supporters too, but I just don't like the timing. The timing is what really kind of frustrates and upsets me. Well, and I can, this is my big thing. And I've said this, I said it on Twitter when, because immediately some of our fans on the YouTube immediately hit me up on Twitter because you guys know that I, like I said, bleed orange and blue. And the my first thought was, you know what, Beckman, as a guy, as like just watching his press conferences, hearing them talk about the Illini family and just the attitude of the team. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, I can get behind this guy. The only thing I didn't like about him is we weren't, we weren't winning games. And I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to in football. You got to win games. You can be a family all you want. You can have good morale all you want, but you got to win games. And I think the nail in the coffin and why the Illinois why Mike Thomas, the AD, made this decision when they did was because the results of a preliminary uh, external review came in and it cited evidence that there were efforts to avoid reporting player injuries right away. You can't put your young college kids, your players in that kind of a situation. Boom, you're gone. Well, I think there's two things here. One thing is, is that some people would say, and you may be thinking, Brandon, maybe you would say it. But, oh, you know, oh, you're not doing what's in the best interest of the players by ri- getting rid of him right now. Well, if what they say is true, which they did the investigation, so it's got to be, 
it is in the best interest of the players. Because now, hopefully, they're not going to be forced to go out there yeah. and play when well, they're and hurt. I mean, and then that's, at, and that's and that's and that's the that's the number one thing. Well, and I mean, just a little bit, just to look into it, because I don't know if you know this as well as I do. Look at the injuries we had. West Lutt last year was injured a couple times. Mike Dudek, our star freshman receiver, goes down with an ACL injury during spring practices. Hell, we had Corey Lewis, an offensive lineman who. He, the only reason he made it to a sixth year was because I believe he had two two knee injuries and tore his ACL at least once. Maybe it was two ACL tears, but I know it was two knee injuries. And part of me goes back and thinks, huh, I wonder how many of those injuries was, were because of this, of Beckman saying, no, we don't need to report that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you're even ever going to be able to go back and look at mm-hmm. oh you know this is because of Beckman specifically but you think about this there's there's so many guys on this Illinois team they're not going to the NFL they're going on with a life that you know and that's a, and, 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 and that's, part and that's, of me that's thinks, the biggest part part of me thinks that's a problem that they're not going to the NFL that if we're in the Big Ten like you look at Ohio State you look at M- Michigan State you look at Michigan back in the day. I feel like I I do agree when me and Dave would be sitting here talking about college, I'd I'd be the one saying you gotta get your degree. And I love that Illinois preaches academics because the Big Ten is, as a conference preaches academics. However, part of me, maybe it's just me as an Illini fan, I kind of get bummed out looking at draft day and going, okay. None of my Illini are even going to... Why even watch the draft as an Illini fan? Because I'm not going to see anybody. Well, you know what I think it is, in a sense, is that Illinois isn't that... I don't know. You can correct me if I'm if I'm wrong or, or you disagree, but I feel like Illinois is not... If you if you compare it to how it is in, in, in the majors, mm-hmm. in the NFL, it's not a big market team. It's one well, of those... We don't, we don't win. That's the problem. That's it. We don't win. It, Bottom line. Well, exactly. But but even if you even if you did, does that does that make you the big market team? Does that is that going to sell like USC sells or the Alabama sells or that some of these bigger teams, even even in Ohio State, I think sometimes You're listing teams that win. I know, but I think I'm, even Ohio State, though, I don't know if they get as much recognition as mm-hmm. they possibly should because of how good they are. Because, you know, how about this? It, uh, Ohio State was the one was the team that won. They're the one that won the championship, mm-hmm. but yet I think so many people went out and said, um, "Man, Oregon, or Oregon, man, they're they're let's let's get Oregon stuff. They've got cool jerseys, you know. They've got all this and that, you know. It's it's I think sometimes these bigger teams, like these well known teams, like an Oregon and stuff like that. I say Ohio State's not, but I think sometimes people think Midwest boring." A little bit. You know what I mean? I can see that. But And I'm looking here at, this is TotalFootballStats.com. The last Illini players they have taken in an NFL draft, Whitney Marcellus, Jeff Allen, Tavon Wilson, A.J. Jenkins, 2012. 2012. It's been three years. A lot of the guys, I mean, you got like Mike Buchanan. You have Spence in the NFL right now. There's guys in the NFL of recent teams, but they're getting signed as 
Jonathan Brown, one of them. They're getting signed as undrafted free agents instead of getting drafted. And to me, I feel like Illinois, with Tim Beckman, the biggest thing, because we got to get back to that's the main beef of this, is Tim Beckman. Yeah, I think I probably got us off track. Sorry. The one thing, no, and it goes into it, is it kind of goes into the recruiting aspect of it, too, where I'll be honest, Tim Beckman, when he came in, he kind of had to revamp this team. From the Ron Zook era. Zucker, he was a recruiter. He could recruit. and But what Tim Beckman had to do, and to me, honestly, I wasn't there every day, so I don't know if this was just Beckman blowing smoke up uh, our asses as fans, but he made me believe that, hey, you know what? He's got to go out and get these JUCO recruits to beef up our team a little bit. And we began to saw that, especially this last year, of just guys who they they committed and were on the team last year. They were JUCO recruits, and now this year, as their second team with the with our team, second year with our team, were able to make an impact because they weren't true sophomores. They were juniors and seniors. Well, I think if Illinois wants to be better, and, and you talk about you know with with mm-hmm. with Beckman not necessarily being the recruiting guy, you you've got to go out and recruit. You've got to go and try and go for the best guys and then sell your school. Why do you want to play here? What can we promise you? What success can we promise you? Can Illinois promise that? Can they promise some great success? Looking at them in the past, they can't do that. That's why Illinois continues to get Mm -hmm. those type of recruits. That's why Illinois continues to not get the top one, two tiers. They're, They're getting three and four. And I agree. Well, we've had okay. I mean, I there are some diamonds in the rough. Like, sure. Look at last year, Mike Dudek out of uh, oh, where did he come from? Nazareth Academy or something like that. Um, I think he came out of Naper, some high school in Naperville. No one even had him on their radar because he was a short wide receiver. But look at the year he had last year. Just blew it off the charts. Best freshman year in. Alina history since Aurelius Ben. And we've had a couple of those guys. We got the big snag. And this is, to me, I count as a recruiting snag, even though it was a transfer, when we got Wes Lutt to come over. And now he's our quarterback. We've got some of those big-time recruiting moves, but there just wasn't enough of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And There's how, not. And how many times did I look at the team rankings? And I want to pull them up right now for recruiting because 2016 that's kind of going to change because obviously Cubit is the interim head coach the coaching staff right now has to do something they have to have a game plan but if we look at the big 10 from 2015 this is these freshmen that just came in we were seventh out of 14 so we were right right at the bottom of the upper teams but that's the best we've been that is the best we've been in some time. And you know what? I think that that is that's good because you're trying to make the strides. Mm-hmm. And a- after a while, th- th- there's only so much you can do. I mean, when you look at it, there's only so much you can do because you know what? You're not those teams that I mentioned before. You're not the Alabamas, the USC's, who they don't have to even say anything, and people flock there. Well, yeah, they just well, want to play for the Crimson Tide. Yeah, well, they, they want to put on that red helmet with the number on the side. Yeah, but why? Why is it that people don't want to do that for Illinois? Why we don't win? Why is that's it? it? We don't win. That's it. 
It's we don't win. To me, that's what it comes down to. And why are we not we winning? Win. Why are we not winning? Is it coaching? Is it the players? Kind of. Is it the kinda. recruits? Is it a combination of both? Where 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 is it at? That's ultimately it. Because now Illinois, what they're doing, they need to find a guy who's going to be a stable head coach. Mm-hmm. That's well, what they a have guy to do. That can win us games. Because that's what I'm saying. I'm looking. That's at, what that's what I think of as as a stable head coach, not a guy who can yeah. just fill the po- spot. I could do that. You could do that. I mean, I'm looking right now at two four seven sports dot com, and just over the years. Beckman's first recruiting class, which was that 2012, that may have been like a Zook, a little bit of Beckman class because he came in to 2012. We were 13 out of 14. Well, really, if because Maryland and Rutgers weren't in the conference at the time, even though they got us in, the, got them in there, we were really 11 of 10, with Wisconsin being the only ones under us. Our biggest recruit was Joe Spencer a center out of Ma- out of Mason, Illinois. Other than that, we had Vontrell Williams, who I don't even think he ended his senior season with us. We had another guy, uh, Damian Lua, who was, he, he was kicked off the team for some issue I can't remember. Then in 2013, we were the ninth, no, we were the eighth, because I got a I'm, I got to take out Rutgers in Maryland. I forgot. So we were eight out of 12. Our big recruit that year, Aaron Bailey, coming out of Bolingbrook. He was our big guy. Look at how that turned out. He's no longer on the team. That was all because of that. You can kind of you can kind of put in the West Lunt transfer to that because I think Aaron Bailey was supposed to be the guy. And then when West Lunt came over, obviously he was the guy. 2014, dead last in the conference. Our big recruit, Geronimo Allison, Mike Dudek, those were the guys that we were like Jihad Ward, Stone Davis. These were the guys where it's like you're not going to see them right away, except for Dudek. You're not going to see them right away, but they will make an impact sooner rather than later. Then this year, seventh in the conference recruiting with our biggest recruit, and I can't wait to see this kid suit up and actually play some football, Gabe Meganson out of Jacksonville, Illinois, offensive tackle. Because that's the one thing we got to do. We got to protect the quarterback. We've got to present an offensive line that can give Wes time and also block for Josh Ferguson so we can run the ball. Well, here's here's the thing is I think that Illinois, I think they're going to come out and they're going to start this season off pretty hot. And you want to know mm-hmm. why? Because I think they're going to rally around this head coach. They're going to want to win oh, for I him. Oh, I love Bill Cubitt. I, I mean, that's I, I, I think that's what they're going to do. Well, and you got to think, it's not a head coach where someone new's not coming in. Mm-mm. I always put it this way. Bill Cubitt, he was basically like head coach too. Yeah. Because the way I always saw it was Tim Beckman did special teams and defense. Cubit did the offense. Beckman didn't touch the offense because if he did, he fucked it up. That's what would happen. Bill Cubit had his baby with his offensive system. I cannot wait to see how he does as the head coach. You know who I think our next problem is? Hmm. Tim Banks, our code, one of our co-defensive coordinators. I kind of think he's on the way out. And last year he was defensive coordinator. I say co this year. Because we brought in a defensive line coach, Mike from, Fair, yeah, from Tampa Bay to be the co-defensive coordinator, 
I wouldn't be surprised if Tim Banks gets let go at the end of the season and Fair is the new defensive coordinator heading into 2016. I would not that would not surprise me at all. Well, you know, right now, uh, hopefully, you know, that, that's, see, that's another problem, though, is you well, go from trying to fix one thing to having another problem. Well, and I, I kind of say that because right now I'm looking at an SI article where the headline reads, after Beckman firing, inept Illinois' only hope lies in cleaning house. And I don't agree with that. The only reason I don't agree with that is... Mainly because of Cubit. Mainly because of Bill Cubit. I think we cannot let him go. I think he is a valuable asset to this team. Tim Banks, on the other hand, probably not so much. Because, let's be honest, another thing I didn't like, this was sub to Tim Beckman. You come in preaching that you're a defensive coach and we can't fucking stop the run worth a damn. Our defense is one of the worst defenses in the Big Ten. That's a problem. Yeah, well, then the problem is... He just wasn't a good coach. I think it's bottom line. You're probably sitting there going, well, Ricky, Tim Beckman wasn't a good coach. You may be right. You're probably right. You're 100% right. That's what it is. He just wasn't a good coach. Well, then you just need to leave it in the hands of someone who can do it well. And I'm hoping... I am just hoping that Bill Cubitt can be that guy. However, this whole season, Illini fans, people who aren't Illini fans, we're going we're only going to be talking about one thing this entire season. What do you think that is? And it's all because of that interim interim head coach when you talk about Bill Cubitt. What do you think we're going to be talking about all season? Is he going to stay with the interim? Or is that gonna something? Is, to- it, is that gonna fly off? Was, and he's finally going to if, if he's gonna get the actual head coach position. Oh, see, that's what I was thinking. I was even thinking that. I was thinking further. Just in general, who's gonna be our coach next year? Every single week, people are gonna come up. Like I before we started recording, you found an article. I found one. Mine's from thebiglead.com, where they give the five plausible Tim Beckman replacements. Let's throw out mine. Let's throw out yours. And from, my, I think Rant mine's Sports. from Rant Sports. Yeah. Okay. Here's the five guys they think, and two of these names I'm probably gonna pronounce wrong. Do Do you want to Do you want to go like your number five, yeah. my number five, and yeah. then yeah, okay. So my number five, they have PJ Fleck, who he is right now at Western Michigan. He's 35. I mean, that's one of the things they put on there that his age is 35. To me. I kind of feel like that wouldn't be a bad idea for the Illini to go in. It would not be bad to go with Fluck because if I'm not mistaken, and I'm going to do my quick research right now, I believe him and Bill Cubitt may have been, okay, he was there 2013. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. He came in for Bill Cubitt. He's the head coach, but he started in 2013. That's when Bill Cubitt was became our offensive coordinator. So him and Cubitt were not there at the same time. But I mean, look at what he's done with Western Michigan and the Mac. And I know it's a Mac school, and you're probably sitting there going, "Well, Ricky, we already tried that once with Beckman coming from Toledo, and look at how that worked." Well, guess what? Not everyone's Tim Beckman. 
Not everyone's Tim Beckman. And thank God for that. Thank God for that. And that's why he's number five, though, because he's kind of he's kind of on the out and out. Who's your number five on your list? My number five is Brian Van Gorder, defensive coordinator over at Notre Dame. See, and that just hearing Notre Dame, I go ooh, I go ooh, because that's one of the things under Brian Kelly. It sounds like a coach that uh, we can bring into the fold. And actually, he knows how to coach a big time team where their fans respect and not respect, but they demand a winning culture. Because Notre Dame fans, if they lose, they hate their team. That's just how it is. Yep, it's very true. That's how I feel when they lose. Um, But uh, one one thing that worries me just a little bit is that their defense really kind of stunk in the last probably four or five games. Uh, to end the season last year. They really stunk. But ultimately, I, I think that Van Gorder's a big reason probably why they have a, a really nice ranking again this mm-hmm. year. And this article alludes to the fact that a guy like Van Gorder could help Illinois to stop being so soft as they've been soft the last couple of years. Our defense and they said cupcakes. And they said that Van Gorder will definitely be coaching, head, head the head coach of somewhere in next the next year. two years. Here's a name that I'm going to throw out there that is kind of not because of where he's at now. It was where he's at from 2008 to 2013. And this name I'm probably going to say wrong. Craig Bohl, B-O-H-L. He's at Wyoming right now. He's only been there a year. But guess where he was from 08 to 2013? I'll give you a hint. They're an FCS school. A really good FCS school. They're the only FCS school that College Game Day has gone to. Oh, Green and yellow colors. Um, the Bison. Yeah, I'm trying. I remember. I remember watching that and being like, "Where in the hell are these guys?" And that's where it was. Yeah, North Dakota State. Huh. He was there from. Let's put it this way. And I know it's FCS, and he was really with North Dakota State from thirteen, from oh three to thirteen. The, he started out as an. Eight and three team when they were in the North Central Conference, but we'll just talk about when they're an FCS team. Six and five brought them to in 11, 12, and 13. This was only during his tenure. 14 and one, 14 and one, 15 and oh. Three year back to back to back NCAA Division I champions in the FCS. If you've got the championship pedigree, why not give it a shot? Especially when, like I always tell you, Brandon, we like with Illinois, we're so far at the bottom. We're not at the very bottom, but we're so far towards the bottom. The only direction to go is up, right? It's the only direction to go. Unless I'm wrong and we can just dig a hole right now. But I don't know. I think I feel, I feel like it'd be hard for the Illini to go down. Who's your number four? My number four, Tom Herman, offensive coordinator. Ohio State, and I, I I like this one because I mean look at Ohio State's offenses, mm-hmm. explosive. See, and the, Illinois needs that. The only thing I think about that would he make the jump across the Big Ten? Would he go to a defending Big Ten school, or would he say, "Hey, you know what? I'm just happy winning championships here under Urban Meyer." And see, that's the thing. You know, he may just be happy being there doing that, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it sounds like they think that he could be very, very likely to coach somewhere in the near future. And one of the things I'm going to throw out about uh, Bowl, 
before I move on to my number three, who's the most interesting of this list, is they say at the very end, could Bull be Illinois' Jerry Kill? Do you know who Jerry Kill is? I remember the name. He used to be the coach of Northern, Southern Illinois and Northern Illinois. And at Northern 08 to 2010, 6 and 7, 7 and 6, then that 10 and 3 season brought them to three bowl games. Now he's with Minnesota, and he's brought Minnesota from 3 and 9 his first year to back to back 8 and 5 seasons, 4 and 4, 5 and 3 in the Big Ten. Jerry Kill, he, isn't, isn't he the one who has eating the... Eating ice cream. The, he's eating ice cream on the sidelines. But I would say, isn't he the one who has the heart issues? Yeah, yeah and that's yeah, why yeah. in the cold, they were they had him on Sports Center. Not him himself, but they were... how he, During one of the games, it's snowing, and he was eating ice cream on the sideline. I don't remember that one. You you don't remember that? No. That was last year. He was eating ice cream on the sideline, and it's like snowing. It's below zero out there. I think it was below zero. Come on, it's Minnesota. But... That's the interesting thing. Could Bull be our carry kill? The most interesting, one of two most interesting names on this list, and I was kind of shocked when I saw it, Greg Schiano. Could we have little orange Schiano men of our own in Champagne? That's that's the big thing. Well, he, he has hopefully a, he doesn't bring his expertise that he brought to the Bucks. But that's the NFL. I know. I know. It's so much different. But look, Think about his time at Rutgers. I know. I know, and and I think that he's a very good college coach, so I think that he would probably bring a lot of good things to I an mean, Illini team that has so much bad. Overall at Rutgers, from a 10 seasons there, he had 68 and 67, and I know you're looking at that going, Ricky, come on. That's almost a 500 record, but... In that great seasons of 11 and 2, 9 and 4, 9 and 4, 8 and 5, yeah, there was one... One and eleven and two and nine, but those were early. Those were his first two seasons with the team, but he also had them with a bowl record of one, two, three, four, five and one in bowl games in his ten years. It's darn good. Five and one. Their only loss was the Insight Bowl in all five. That was it. Then he went to the NFL, and we all know how that went. But he would be an interesting one only because of his success and how he was able to attract top recruits to Rutgers, could he do the same thing for Illinois? Because recruiting is going to be huge. Who's your number three on your list? My number three is uh, Terry Bowden, head coach of Akron. And okay, that'll be, that's another Mac school to Illinois kind of a thing. Yeah, I know. Um, he, but he's, you know, he's been in the bright lights before. He went into a, a, a TV stint for a little bit. He was 29-9 and nine at North Alabama. And, I, I mean, the, the, the just, guy would bring definitely some, um, I think, some coverage, some national coverage to Illinois, and that's something that they may need just to kind of get them going, get people really recognizing them that necessarily won't make them better, but I think that that could bring them a little bit more possibly, and I'm kind of getting back to the deep-rooted mm-hmm. thing of they need some better recruits. I just I don't think, part of me does not think that the MAC to Illinois route is going to be a good one again. I think we have to go after a big name. And the one I'm going to throw out there, he's number two on this list, but in my heart he's number one. And I would love, oh man, I would love for the just this coach that I'm going to say and Bill Cubitt working together on an offense 
Alabama offensive coordinator, former Trojan head coach, Lane Kiffin. Oh, man, would I love Lane Kiffin as our head coach. I know Tennessee fans are probably like, Ricky, do you remember what happened with us? But the one thing Lane Kiffin can do well is he can recruit. He can recruit, and boy, can he run an offense. What was it? What was the scenario that you said to me before we came on the podcast about Lane Kiffin? It was right here, and it's in the article, the Big Lee article. It says, and I quote, a 25-13 and record over three seasons puts you in the hot seat at USC. A 25-13 and record over three years at Illinois gets you a contract extension. And I that's think, just how it works. And I think that's hilarious. I mean, that is just but that just shows is. the divide between the two teams and the conferences. And the one thing that they say at the very end that I do believe was is older and wiser at the age of 40. I do believe Lane Kiffin deserves another shot at the head coach. He deserves it. I think he can be a head coach. I know, Brandon, you the first thing you said was, Ricky, some guys are just meant to be coordinators. And that's true. But I think that Lane Kiffin, when he came into USC, that was at a bad time for them, and they were at the top, and they were heading down. Illinois is towards the bottom. Like I said, only way to go is up. But look at the programs that Lane Kiffin has been in. Big ones. I mean, Tennessee, USC, Alabama. Mm -hmm. Huge ones. Going to Illinois, would that be a good fit for him? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, why? The way Why, I, why, why? The reason, Tell me, I'm Lane Kiffin, why do I want to go to Illinois when I could leave Alabama, the powerhouse of Alabama, when I've been at USC? Why would I go to Illinois? Sell me right now. You're the Illinois guy. Sell me. If you want your chance, if you want your chance to prove that you can be a head coach, it's, gonna, it's going to be at a place like Illinois, and Illinois is your best bet because Purdue could fire their head coach. Purdue is not a better situation than Illinois. Miami could fire their head coach. Miami is not a better situation from Illinois. You are not going to land the job like USC, Alabama head coach, Auburn head coach. You're not going to be the head coach of TCU, Baylor. You're not going to get one of those top-tier schools to hire you because of your past, because of people think you can't be a head coach. This is the place where we are right now as a team and how low we are and how much the nation disrespects us. This is your best shot to prove the world wrong, that you can be a head coach. And this is your shot for it. It's just if you want to take it or not. Did I sell you? Uh, Not really. Uh, because why is the situation good? Why is it better at Illinois? Do you have the better players? Do you guys have the ones that are gonna that are that you already have that are gonna be good? We have the potential. Okay. On paper, I mean, you look at Mike Duda, especially on offense, and that's what he is. You look at our offense, Wes Lunt. I mean, Geronimo Allison's a senior, so I mean, you can't mention him because he won't be there. But Mike Dudek, you would get two years out of Mike Dudek. I don't even know. I would have to do research. I hope that Dudek is able to re- like. Part of me is thinking Dudek, even though he should be back by October. I would just say redshirt this season, so you can get three good seasons in college. You got a redshirt, use it. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, why come back in October and play half a season when you can redshirt, come back next year as a redshirt sophomore, have three seasons? You get Mike Dudek. You get Wes Luck for another year. You get, the, we have the offense to make things work. You as the recruiter can make us a respectable force in the Big Ten. You can do that. Because look at Zook. And I mean, Zook's not the greatest example, but at the end, we were winning games at least with Ron Zook. It wasn't like Tim Beckman where it was like, oh, I, I hope this is going to be a good season. And then by game three, you just, you're watching other games because you don't want to watch the Alana anymore. You're just depressed after watching them. Here's, here's one of my things, too. One of my questions is that if Kiffin came over, mm-hmm. does he keep Cubit? Or does he bring in his own guy who he feels much more comfortable with? Depends on the. It depends on the system. It depends on if. Because I know you said de- that that would be ideal for you, like Cubit, oh. offensive coordinator, and Kiffin as the head coach. Well, it would be. It would kind of. There would have to be some kind of give or take because the thing I like about Cubit, he's a genius offensive mind. Yeah, I'm gonna throw out the word genius offensive mind. Plus, he knows these players, especially on offense. I just, I really like Cubit as a coach. I think he's a smart guy. He know, maybe it's because I've had to watch Beckman talk at press conferences, to where I look at Cubit like after like post interviews, and I go, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. This other guy that's throwing family and we got to build a family down our throats because he doesn't want to talk football. Because part of me is like, I started to ask this later in Beckman's. Run with us is I'm like, does he fucking know what he's doing? Does he really know what he's doing? Or did we just pull a guy off the street and say, want a coach? We need a coach. Want a coach? That's what it seemed like towards the end. Yeah, well, you know, you got to be able to talk about football. And I, and I think that uh, with, with a guy like Hubert, you got a guy who will talk about football. Uh, I think that, um, you know, Illinois really... Th- I, I, we, need, I, we need a guy that wants to be there. That's first and foremost. We need a guy that wants to be there, who wants to really change our team and make it better. And when I say change, I mean make it better. I think Illinois is still in a tough situation right now just because they've had so much happen here in this offseason uh and overall, but I you know, I think that I think the guys just need to go out there and, and honestly play with confidence. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think that they just need to get out there and put their nose to the grindstone and just kick some butt. I mean, they need to go out there play with some heart though, too. And hopefully Cuba can You're talking about this season. Yeah, can really instill that in them. This season to me for the Illini is kind of the same vein. However, I kind of feel like the Illini can play like they have nothing to lose. Because last season, I mean, I mean, you you don't want to say this is an excuse, but I feel like it weighs you down as a player. But when you're hearing each and every week, oh, we got to win this game or our coach could be fired. We got to win this game or our coach. We got to get to six wins or our coach could be fired. You kind of get tired of hearing that every week. And guess what? They won't have to hear that anymore. Do I do I know if Bill Cubit gets the do they hire him midseason? I don't know. But Brandon, I will tell you this, and we'll talk a little bit about the Kent State game before we go into everything else. But this is how I honestly see the Illinois season going. Kind of like we've done in our top twenty five videos, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. 
Game number one, Friday Night Lights. Kent State at home, 8 p.m. Central Time, Big Ten Network. We can win that game. The boys come out just fired up to play for Bill Cubitt. We win that game. Am I? Are you on my same page, or do you think we'll lose that opening game against am, Kent State? No, I'm I'm on the same page with you. I think I so think you'll win that one. So yes. one and zero to start from both of us. Yes. Then we got home against Western Illinois. We can totally beat the Leathernecks. We're going to go two and zero to start the season. What do you think? Can we beat Western Illinois? Go two and zero. I'd like to think so, but I don't know. They might give us a little bit of a challenge. What are you doing? Win or loss? Pick one. I'll go with a W. I'll be nice. Okay, so we're both 2-0. At North Carolina, ESPN, it's a loss. Oh, yeah. It's a loss. It's a loss. I mean, would I love us to win it? It kind of reminds me of the Washington game. And how high was I on the Illini thinking that we'd upset Washington? And Washington just wiped the floor with us. I'm not doing that again. We'll lose that game. Then we play Mid-Tennessee. We can beat Mid-Tennessee and go 3-1 and one in non-conference. I really think we have a great odds to go 3-1. and one. And, yeah, it kind of has to do with strength of schedule. But you know what? When you're Illinois, you kind of have to do stuff like this. But Big Ten conference play is where it gets interesting. Nebraska, to me, they're a question mark. How are they going to play under their new head coach? I know it's at home, but I know they lost Amir Abdullah, but I'm kind of leaning towards loss in that Nebraska game. Yeah. Then you have Iowa on the road. I mean, if it was at home, we almost beat Iowa at home last year. That's a coin toss game, but I'd lean towards loss in that one. I'm going to say win. It could be a win. I'm going to say win against Iowa. But my buy, like, I want to say win so badly, but I feel like it's going to be a loss. The next two games, I think, are losses for sure because Wisconsin's good. And Penn State's on the up and up. They're better than last year, even though we beat them. The only three games I think we have a chance to win, Purdue, Minnesota, Northwestern, if we lose one of those games, we're not a bowl team. There's no way we're beating the Buckeyes at home on November 14th. Not a chance, not a chance, as Patrick Kane would say. It's just not going to happen. I mean, maybe the Iowa game is outside, but Purdue, Minnesota, Northwestern, we need to win those games because the other ones I don't think we can. We can go six and six this year. I think it's really good for the Illini if we can go six and six. Bowl team? Yeah. Six and six bowl team. I the way I see it playing out is it'll be much like last season where we'll get to four wins. We'll have the last two. We'll win against Minnesota on the road. We'll beat Northwestern at Soldier Field to go to a bowl game. Just like last year. Then we'll probably lose in the bowl game. We'll be really, like, Illini fans will be really excited about the bowl game, our second bowl game in a row, and we'll lose the bowl game to who the fuck knows because we lost to Louisiana Tech last year. Don't get me don't, don't get me wrong. Little Holst is a good coach. Little Holst is a good coach, to quote his father there. But that's just how I see it. Bowl game lose. We can do that. Bowl game win, maybe, but more so bowl game lose. Oh, yeah. Bowl game loss. If they even make it to the bowl, to a bowl game this year. I think they will. I don't know about you. I don't know. I don't know where my confidence is with this team right now. They did so shitty last year. Hey, we got a bowl game. Hey, who cares? Year. Who cares? I don't care if 
everyone everyone can get a bowl game Did for, you see for how all good I care. We played against Northwestern. As Northwestern kind of shit their pants last year. And you're such a Northwestern fan. Too. I hate Northwestern. But to end the podcast, few minutes, week one, we're finally in football. And I mean, we have great games all across the schedule in week one. Thursday night, North Carolina, South Carolina. We have um, Michigan, Utah, TCU, Minnesota on that Thursday night. I'm just scrolling through some more. Baylor SMU's kind of right there. We have on Saturday, Stanford Northwestern. And really, to me, those are the big Louisville Auburn, Virginia UCLA, BYU Nebraska, Arizona State, Arizona State, Texas A&M. We've got Wisconsin Alabama. And then on Monday, and then on Monday night, who you got in Jerry World? Who do who do you have in Jerry World? Who do I have in Jerry World? Because that's where they're playing that Wisconsin Alabama game. I, I know, I know. I, are I they gonna, are they going with the Crimson Tide? Well, my number one thing is: Are they going to have the cage dancers going that night? Or no, they're not. They, they got to save those for the for the NFL. Because. Then I really don't know who I can go with. <laughs> um, no, I, I think you know. I like to say Alabama, but it's going to be a great game. It's going to be an absolutely great game. I think Wisconsin's going to be right there. Um, you know, can you can you stop uh, that darn good running back they got over there in Wisconsin? Oh, could you stop the running the new running back they got in Alabama? See, that's I the mean, thing. They, that's the question. Oh, it's gonna be a great game. I think. I think Alabama, Alabama. I think Alabama comes out and uh, out on top. Another interesting game, and I kind of feel like I know who's gonna win this, but just because of the guy played quarterback for this team last year, now he's playing for the other team, Eastern Washington versus Oregon. Vernon Adams going up against his old team. I mean, Oregon will probably what, win. What it. was it that you said on the video? <laughs> you oh, yeah. said Eastern Washington yeah. with so much confidence. I didn't mean to because in my head I said Oregon. But yeah, I mean, the Ducks will probably win that game, but that's a game I'm going to watch. Hey, how about this one? Texas Notre Dame. How, how about Arizona State at Texas A&M? See, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about Texas A&M post Johnny football. I mean, just take just take a look at them. And, and 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 people are probably going, Brandon, you are a dumb idiot. Mm-hmm. Arizona State's going to roll them. Maybe not. Maybe not. UCLA, Virginia. We could finally get to see that quarterback from UCLA. Yeah. Whoever they decide to start. Stanford, Northwestern. Can Northwestern be a real team this year? What, another one. Old coach playing his old team Friday night. Peterson of Washington. Goes back to the Smurf turf at Boise State. At Boise State. Boise State's ranked. Washington's not. Does Chris Peterson win on the Smurf turf like he used to when he was with the uh, Broncos? Uh, Yeah, I'm just going to say it only because it's called the Smurf turf. (laughs) That's what I call it. I mean, Um, TCU Minnesota is another good one. Mine that I'm excited for. Um, it's going to be, I think, one-sided completely, but Louisiana, Monroe, uh, and Georgia, I mean, just I'm looking for Nick Chubb. Wanna, how, yeah, yeah. I mean, how good, how good can this kid how be? How about the Monday night game on uh, ESPN? It's going to be very good. That's interesting to me that so ESPN many people, was like, hey, you know what, let's uh, let's do a Monday night game that's college. So many people, yes, very interesting. Well, that's, that's going to be interesting, too, because not only does Ohio State have so many suspensions for that game, and here's a question to you. I know we talked about this in the Big Ten Preview Podcast, but things can change in opinions from then to now. Right now, Monday before 
you get a week, a week from right now. Actually, yeah, a week from almost right now will be pregame for that game on ESPN. Your Urban Meyer, who are you starting, Barrett or Jones? Sticking with it. If I'm Urban Meyer, I'm starting Cardale Jones. I'm doing what Urban Meyer poked at. I'm playing both of them. I'm going dual quarterback system. And I'm not giving, and this is greatest smokescreen ever because I'm not going to name a starter because Virginia Tech, who are you going to game plan for? Pick one. That's well. They're they're already game yeah. planning for both of them. Yeah, but you're dividing your forces already. I, yeah, but I'm. But I'm. I mean, to me, the favor right now is in Ohio State. You game, but you game game plan for both of them. I mean, that's nothing new. That's what you do in college. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a team that's oh, got that's two good I quarterbacks, you game plan for both of them. I cannot wait until we get game week Harbaugh Urban Meyer because Harbaugh already says some cryptic shit in interviews. Where he doesn't give you like for sure answers, just wait until the until that week's opponent is Ohio State. How cryptic those responses are going to be. Harbaugh's the new Harbaugh is the Bill Belichick of college football now. He is. He's just you know. Except, I mean, it's it's it's. It, I laugh. I just start laughing. He doesn't talk like this. Like, oh, down low, you know. You got to talk like this. You Bill Belichick. That's the Bill Belichick voice. Bill Belichick. What, what do you want for lunch? I'll take a hamburger with some fries and. You know, you might throw some mayo on that burger, but it's okay. Yeah, that's Bill Belichick right there. And you're laughing. And am I doing a good Bill Belichick? I, I don't have a hoodie on today with the sleeves cut off. I can't answer that question. Yeah, that's uh, an, that's th- an, That should be, uh, we already talked about it. I'm, uh, I'm not going to answer that this anymore. Coach, 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 coach. Can, already, can, we, already, can we talk about deflate gate? I already said it's over with. Can we, can we talk about the deflate treats? No, we're not talking about that. <laughs> just keep moving on. No, but, we're just talking about football. I cannot wait for, I can't wait. We, we've got a week, and then next week we'll be talking about what happened with week one, what's going on for week two. I can't wait. Before we sign off, I want your thoughts on this. Everett Golson, name the starter at Florida State. Well, since they uh, already since they already named the starter at Florida, Florida State that it is Everett Golson, that is another one that I actually missed. Texas State at Florida State. Florida State's going to get the win, but... I'm really interested to see how, how Everett Golson can run the offense there at Florida State. It's going to be different. It's not Notre Dame, and I, I'm really interested. Uh, I'll definitely be taking a look at that game. Uh, th- I can't wait. for the- This Thursday cannot come fast enough. It just can't come fast enough. I know. That is going to do it for, for this podcast. I want to thank you guys for checking it out. Tell us down below who you think. What the what the biggest games are going to be like for you? What games are you looking forward to? Also, tell us what you think, Illini fans. I want to hear from you especially because I bleed the orange and blue just like yourself. Tell me what you thought about the Beckman firing and everything. What are you expecting from this season for the Illinois Fighting Illini? If you like the podcast, please hit that like button. helps us out a ton. If you loved it, please hit the subscribe button. It's been great doing this for you. You can follow me on Twitter at Ricky Widmer. Brandon is at young underscore swan 19. Most valuable podcast is at most valuable pod. Thank you guys yet again for checking out this podcast. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. 
Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.